0: boom we
1: are back yep the world's changed the world has changed quite a bit um you know since the last time we recorded that was like the whole insurrection shit that seems like such a long time ago yeah
0: it's been like a, a, a month uh, since then, there's been another military coup, a successful one.
1: Yes. Um, but that, I mean, the whole Myanmar thing and yet another subject that I barely understand. Um, I
0: know it's uh, a QAnon, people are very jealous that <laughs> other countries in, in the world, you can just pull a military coup.
1: Yeah. Um, almost certainly. Um Whatever's going on in, in Myanmar, well, Myanmar's always been kind of a a hot button place. Um, the whole Rohingya Muslim like oppression that goes on there, the world kind of kind of watched that. When you saw it happen, you weren't really surprised it went down. Um, okay,
0: so when you see a revolt in, in in terms of that, that is undeniable throwing of a democracy. Would you say, now looking back with the whole Capitol Hill, um, I don't know. I wouldn't even call it like invasion. It was just more like going in there, right? Granted, there were people that died. Yeah. But if it was really – if they really wanted to go and take it over, I think there would be way more firearm and way more casualties in that sense and more organized and chaotic.
1: Yeah, but I think – and from that respect, I mean, there's a military coup, and then there's basically that was just a huge breaking and entering. There was no plan. there was no yeah. there was no plan. All right, we're in. Now what? All right, Let's find Nancy Pelosi's office. Let's write some shit on her on her desk. Uh, yeah. Let's go look for people. And then that was basically it. Like they had no plan to form a new government and to take over the government.
0: Yeah, people, I remember watching the live stream at the time. Was, yeah, we're working we're slightly outdated, talking about like a month old topic. But uh, the fact is, you have people with their families, their kids walking in there, just taking a grand tour of the Capitol Hill. Like, they would normally not even be able to gain access to walk
1: those halls. Yeah. Um I mean, there is kind of controversy uh, controversy around that because you know right now they've got a few q and they got a few q on um uh congressmen in the um the house of representatives um this marjorie taylor green lauren mm-hmm. lauren Boebert, um some another dude uh cawthorne i think his name is cawthorne um Right now, there's a lot of heat around them because I think one of them gave a tour of like a bunch of people, like the day before, like a reconnaissance, reconnaissance mission. Um, oh, yeah. The, they got a, The United States has a real problem right now. I mean, just moving on to a more relevant topic. Um, they've got QAnon people getting elected. This Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was like accosting this, uh, the, the Florida school shooting. Teen that was in Washington lobbying. She was like following that guy around. Made a crazy video. She said 9/11 was like an inside job. She is elected representative. Um, Yeah, you know the United States has a huge problem with this right now. Like, I think they're trying to figure out where things are going. Like the Republican Party is it going the way of like the old guard, like Mitt Romney, or is like right now they got to decide. Are we going to just double down on Trump?
0: Yeah. If Trump wanted to start a new party at this point, like this junction, he probably would be able to do it. And he'll probably have a good... He'll divide the Republican company or like uh, the voters or like the support, the ground support, right?
1: Yeah, I think that... You know what? I think people may not think that makes sense, but it actually does make quite a lot of sense. Like the more I think about it, I've been spending time, um, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, from an economics perspective, what, what Trump sold to the American people wasn't all like bullshit. Um, You know, some of the, the sideshow stuff and like, you know, the racism, the xenophobia, a lot of it was kind of crazy and unwarranted. Um, but I think in twenty sixteen he picked a marginalized group, like these factory workers, these manufacturers, like they had their jobs kind of taken ever since like Bill Clinton and signing NAFTA, allowing like vehicles and auto parts to be like made in mexico f- for our, for people making like you know dollars a day, like mm-hmm. you know low amounts of money a day jobs moving from Canada and the U S to Mexico jobs moving to China. Cause the U S doesn't make anything anymore. I think he picked that marginalized group and rolled them to victory. Even if what he sold them was a lie. And there's a, still a whole bunch of people that vote for him because he was tough on China. He was tough on trade with China. He actually did affect China's like, um, like their GDP, um, he he, actually, his policies actually did put a dent in it. The trade war, as as ridiculous as it was, I think maybe Canada ended up kind of as a casualty of that. You know, with our um, canola farmers, uh, we yeah. you know the whole softwood, Yeah, softwood lumber, the whole thing with um, uh, uh, Meng Wanzhou, um, Huawei, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but you know, Trump sold these people. We're going to bring the jobs back. He did bring some jobs back. You know, your jobs are being shipped overseas. He did hurt China in a way. Um, but I could see how he got elected. It was, And I could see how, because him and Bernie Sanders were kind of, you know, platforming on the same... From that respect, for the the labor thing, they were kind of aligned, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. So when Sanders did not get that nomination, it made sense yeah. that some... The voters from Sanders moved over to Trump. It made a lot of sense.
0: I don't know if there's like a good chunk. Uh, hard to say if it's like a good chunk, just because like, yeah, they have they might have something in common in regards to jobs or like bringing trying to bring back jobs to to the states. But on a lot of other soft topics, they're like night and day, right? There's just
1: oh yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, like, what do you care about? Right? You care about putting food on the table for your family. And that's true. These people lost their jobs or they were in the process of losing their jobs. You know, we bailed out the auto manufacturers, GM, Chrysler, got bailouts. And then they they left Oshawa. They closed down a bunch of plants in Michigan. Everything's moving to Mexico. Like, people are very disillusioned. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think Ohio is typically a, uh, a red state. And they've gone red now, what, twice? I think Trump won Ohio in 2016 and 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So I think, did he not win Michigan as well? Possibly. I I, I don't quite remember. But, you know, the people really were thinking about, you know, how how do I feed my family? And, you know, this guy's trade policies, while very bombastic and, you know putting on a huge show, they actually were were effective, right? And they were kind of afraid of what Biden was going to do because Bill Bill Clinton brought in this free trade policy and, you know, every other president has upheld it. Donald Trump just threw that shit out the window.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about NAFTA over there, but we're sticking with the topic of China. It, It does affect them so much. In regards to the tech side, now you have like Apple, you know, they are a huge employer. Granted, it's not like it's Apple factory, but they have Foxconn yep. uh, or Foxtron. Uh, Foxconn. It's all the Trons and Foxconn. Yep. There's, there's some Tron out in there as well. They're the one that they're manufacturing iPhones, iPads and stuff. So essentially they, they are, you know, they make Apple, uh, Apple products. And with all these sanctions that they were throwing out and about, and they weren't sure what's gonna happen with all the trade wars, um, they ended up moving out. Like a lot of them were trying to get into India or Vietnam, uh, Vietnam. Yeah. And but they're also at the same time experiencing all these issues because China, like specifically Shenzhen, they've they've been manufacturing these iPhones since the very beginning. They, they have an expertise in terms of knowing like the quality of products that they're turning out in India. You're talking about, yeah, maybe in five, you know, four or five years, they can get to that spot. But right now you're not going to be able to get the tip top kind of quality control in place. Right. And they're experiencing that in Apple, but the thing is all those people that went to that part in China for a job, they're going to be out of luck. Yeah. They're, they're done. And with the Huawei thing, with the 5G, they made it more of a issue. And I, I don't know, is it is it really a big issue? Because at the end of the day, we're using Google, we're using Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and all these stuff. They're gathering this data anyways. So it's just really they don't want foreign uh, foreign companies or for like got foreign countries to get this information more specifically China, the, the Chinese government. Yeah.
1: Cause the Chinese government is so tied to their corporations. And I think the policies implemented and the whole five eyes thing, Canada, us, UK, New Zealand, Australia, restricting the Huawei, um, cellular equipment from coming in and then taking Huawei off of the Google store, they can no longer use the G suite like that. That mm-hmm. hurt Huawei a lot. Right. They, they have the potential to really financially damage Huawei. Um, and yeah, result, all these damage China, right. Um, yeah. Like Huawei used to advertise on hockey night in Canada, man, they could not wait to get rid of that deal. It really looked bad <laughs> every week. Yeah. With the two Michaels in jail in China. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we were those two guys got caught in the middle. Again, Canada got caught in the middle. I've been uh, my point of view is, yeah, you want to try and satisfy both parties. It would have been easier if you just put up an act like we tried to catch her on her way out, but we were a step too late. The plane took off, but we tried. And then that's it it makes life so much simpler but we're trying yeah we were just stuck in a you know rock in a hard place essentially because we have u.s at that point we're dealing with when i don't think we signed that agreement the new nafta agreement whatever it's called the C.A.M.A.U.S. thing um yeah and we wanted to make sure that things worked out and now that trump's out of the building what what does this all mean does it mean like She's just going to fly out anyways. And these two guys that's been sitting, these two Michaels that's been sitting in jail or in prison, pretty much under a spotlight yeah. <laughs> the entire time, they lost like what two, three years of their life.
1: Yeah. All for this. You know, I don't know if they, we, I don't know if we could have avoided it. Um, you know, we would have had to eventually arrest her because she, she does this, this routing of her trips all the time through Canada. She does not set foot in the United States for a good reason um, yeah. you know eventually we would have we would have been compelled to do it so I don't think there's any way to really avoid it but you know I mean either way you know the whole the whole thing um you know with Trump and his radical people we we got got off on a crazy tangent there um but you know they need to choose a way America has to choose a way right now where which way are they heading? Um, are they heading towards more radicalism? I have a feeling that, that the radicalism is not over. Like, literally, you cannot look at the alphabet right now. You get to the letter Q, and it's a whole big story, right? <laughs> um,
0: but when you say radicalism, you're talking,
1: you're
0: dependent on where you stand on the spectrum. If you're on the left side, you think, you know, Trump supporters are Q non. They're radical, but if you're on that other side, you're looking at the lefty. Like yeah. those people are way, way too radical. Antifa, and yeah, you know. and um,
1: you know, Antifa. So it's
0: all perspective, right? The whole uh, the problem is no one wants to put themselves in someone else's shoes.
1: It's true. It is true. And Antifa and um, Occupy Wall Street, um, like those kind of movements, you know. It's something that that the right and the left can actually unite on, right? Because when you think about mm-hmm. the whole um, uh, job situation in the United States, both sides are probably upset at this whole globalization thing, right? Mm-hmm. People on the right or are upset that they're losing their job, They rallied. They rallied behind a candidate that finally had their interests in mind, uh, whether it was true or not, right? people on the left did too behind Bernie Sanders. Um, whenever there's like, um, a G seven or a G 20 meeting, like people show up and it's not, you know, not just the right. It seems like it's overwhelming me overwhelmingly actually people on the left. Cause you got like those hipsters and those bombs showing up yeah. to like fight with the police. Um, but, before we used to th- I used to think that all oh, these guys are just bums like globalization is the way. I kind of learned how much globalization actually has hurt them. And as a result of globalization, we see what we have today. Like the global supply chains coming to a halt as as COVID takes hold. Shit, we can't even get vaccines here now. Um we can't get PPE. Like the shit got real. Now things are going to start to reverse. Now things are going to start to be made like in-house. Like I think part of this COVID thing, actually the marginalized people can actually benefit from them from it.
0: Yeah. It's, the whole idea of like globalization, a good, a part of it's not the whole idea. A part of it is like they sell you on the idea of cheaper costs. So you're going to be able to buy stuff. That's, that's way cheaper. And I don't think, and you can't argue that, right? Cause if you think about right now, you can buy anything you want on, on Amazon. Anything that you can think of, someone probably already made it. If not on Amazon, it's on Etsy. It's on, it, you can get your hands on anything. And it, you know, chances are it's just, it doesn't cost you that much. You can afford it. And, but, but like me and you can afford it. But people that lost their jobs, like, you know, we're, we're probably, you know, like, middle income, like high middle income. We're not in the high earner section, right? But
1: speak we, we for live yourself. Comfortable Anyways, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
0: Um. Uh, well, <laughs> but <laughs> you can, you can hear about it by the sound quality of this. We get by, but we don't get by great. Um,
1: if we were making that sense, money, we would probably pay for a subscription to this recording service.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and also have better condenser mics and all yeah. that. So it sounds like we're, we're in person. But we don't. The, the thing is, it's more like it's all corporation, man. At the end of the day, corporation is the one that's like all these big companies. They get all this, you know, they're able to move like jobs. They're able to move money through money. There's obviously there's some borders, uh, like border control with money, but they can still move it. right? They can move a job. They can move supply chain across borders, but people can't move. Freely across borders. You know, you you put some job, at, like say in China, making iPhones, and now when you take it away, those people can't just travel down to like Vietnam or to India and start working there. It's it's not you. Those people, they used to make a good living, now they don't, and guess what? Now they can't afford it. But these corporations still raking and all these like cost saving.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of a double edged sword when you think about it. I mean, the only um, exception to what you. Uh, explained was or is. I mean, maybe on on a pause right now. But Europe, um, because there's no real borders there, you can just go anywhere within the EU zone. Um, a lot of people go from Eastern Europe to Western Europe, uh, yeah. work for uh, cheaper wages, and drive down wages in Western mm-hmm. Europe. Part of you know, part of the reason I am starting to understand why UK wanted to Brexit, um, why the people wanted to Brexit. Again, it all comes down to jobs and livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. Globalization has a good aspect to it. Sure. I mean, goods are cheaper because they're made with cheaper labor. Uh companies are also uh opening up these like offshore bank accounts, opening up in like tax havens and like uh they're having cost savings um or tax savings, so they're not paying tax. Uh shares are going up. Shareholders are very happy with that. There's a lot of things that drive down the price of the goods that we consume um, as long as we have an income, right? Mm-hmm. Our real income kind of um, um, becomes more because the goods we're buying are less. But, I mean, we, wor- we both work in kind of in the professional services industry, which is mostly untouched. But for people who work in manufacturing or, like, the direct-to-customer service industry, like mm-hmm. restaurants or whatever, they're done, basically. Um, yeah. Maybe not restaurants, but mm, maybe some other type of like f- manufacturing. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Like my company is good in that sense that we're like Toronto based Toronto was found in Toronto. We got a global like audience, like global customer base, but we still try our best to keep, all our production as of right now in Toronto. Uh, you know, we're not, it's not the cheapest because we're bringing in supply, like, we're bringing in raw materials from Asia, like China and all that stuff. But we try and say, you know, we're going to make sure this is a family environment in quotation. We're going to make sure like people are still employed if we can keep them employed. Especially in this COVID thing, we've done, unless people wanted to like, don't feel safe and don't feel like they, they want to work in in that environment, we'll furlough them and we'll pay them, we'll cover them. Uh, everything's kind of set in stone, like all the COVID testing. If you're sick, you know, stay home. We'll, don't just stay home for 14 days. We'll give you an extra, like make it 20 days. We'll just be extra careful, but we'll pay you full. Don't worry about that. And that's a good thing about it. But at the same time, we're also not like, publicly traded so there's not that push that every year you have to go and keep like right now our revenue keeps growing right and that's what every single company wants or every corporation wants it's like up until that point where it stalls and you don't see the growth in revenue anymore and then now you have to find other ways and that becomes cost saving i don't know if you know hopefully i'm, I'm still there at that time uh to see how they how it all plays out just because I know like how most, most corporation most of these big ass corporations end up doing because like the board will always want, the shareholders will always want more and more. And I think that's fundamentally that, that can't be achieved. How can you keep having how can you have infinite revenue?
1: Yeah, it's always been um you know, with recent developments, now it's it's the shareholders who are now the primary um benefactor to be uh, appeased and to be pleased, right? Um, you know, it used to be it used to be a company would take care of its employees or like you know have a customer focus. Now it's just a shareholder focus, right? How can we cut costs? Labor always being kind of the the major cost, um, the, and one of the the things that you look to um, reduce the the quickest or the fastest. Right. And if you don't want to compromise the quality of your product. Yeah. You kind of do when you hire cheap labor to do it though.
0: Yeah. And the perfect example, you know, auto, auto makers move in their production down to say like Mexico. Uh, I, myself, I'm, I'm like a Volkswagen fanboy, So most of the cars that I buy are typically actually, it's all purely just Volkswagen golf. So I've had like all like different ranges of it. You know, like my first ever one was a diesel, so diesel gate issue. Aside from that, great car, built in built in Germany. Are they sponsoring all this?
1: Are they sponsoring this? No, I told we, you, I already started off we, with. We need to edit <laughs> <laughs> fanboy. I, I started off as a
0: Volkswagen fanboy, and then I brought up diesel gate, so it's all good. It's all balanced. See, there's both side of things. I'm not just pumping one side, but they used to make all the Golfs in in uh germany it was up until i think two, 2015 or 2016 where they started um changing production for the gulf like all the gulfs that are purchased in north america will be built in mexico let me tell you about those mexican gulfs come it shit just doesn't feel right like the leather the steering wheel because at the end of the day yes they're still the same kind of building you know, standard, but they're, they're bringing in all the materials, like all the parts closer home. They're not shipping stuff that they're, they're
1: producing back in Europe. Magna is down there building auto parts in Mexico. They've got some, they got, they got the, almost the entire supply chain down there in Mexico.
0: Yeah. So they, they save on the cost of shipping across the Atlantic ocean. Labor is obviously cheaper in, in Mexico versus in Germany. Um, it's just the quality is just not the same. And, and as someone that, that drives it, like I can tell it's not the same. And that's something that I, I personally look out for when I buy anything nowadays. It's just like, if I can get, if I can get something in, in the States or made in the States or made in Canada or made in Europe, I prefer to do that. You, you pay a little bit more, but you know, you're getting quality product that's going to last you a good, good amount of time. And on top of that, you're not throwing that
1: shit out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to look for something made in North America, like the Pontiac Vibe, made in California.
0: That's by, still running by, for you, bro. By
1: union labor, a joint it's venture between Japanese automaker and a domestic automaker. Is Pontiac still living around? They are not, and they're not coming back. Trust me, I, <laughs> I Google this. Is GM going to bring Pontiac back? No, they are not. GM's, yeah. GM's Ricer division is not coming back. So my question is, we enjoy
0: buying, you know, low cost items. Like we like not having to shell a crazy amount of money for for things. I remember back back when Super Nintendo was the it things. Super like Street Fighter three came out. I had the choice of buying Super like Street Fighter three or Power Rangers, like the, the the video game. And I recall that shit cost like 90 bucks. 90 bucks back in the 90s was like a lot. If you adjust it for inflation, it yeah. might be like 150, 200 bucks. I don't know what the inflation is, but it's still like, that's that's expensive, right?
1: Yeah, that that's insane. Like, I mean, when we were that age, we had no idea the concept of money. Like, n- yeah. 90 bucks? Oh, whatever. Like, what's that? Right? The cost
0: of money, how much our parents make. Yeah. That shit, never factor that shit in. But, okay, so. That was just at the beginning of like globalization. And then now over the years, price obviously went down. Would you be willing to still pay, pay more to get stuff made within this continent?
1: It really depends on what extent, right? Like, you know, I'm one of the privileged ones. I work in professional services. You know, my wages are increasing uh, my buy- buying power has generally increased, so like it really depends on the scale of what we're talking about here, right? Like it's not every day that you buy consumer electronics, or it's not every day that you buy a vehicle. Um, am I willing to shell out a few extra thousand for a, a a car? In the long run, that few extra thousand, knowing that it was made by trained labor, uh, in you know, us or Canada, it might, it might pay for itself. Right. Um, other things too, right. If I'm buying like whatever, I'm looking at a printer. I haven't bought a printer in like 15 plus years. Um, (laughs) but you know, other, other things too might not break as easy because it's made by like, you know, people who actually give a fuck.
0: Yeah. People that actually care about what they
1: do. Yeah, people who aren't being beaten <laughs> are regularly every fifteen minutes to keep yeah. up their their quota, right?
0: But that's the thing, though. Like, well, how much are you, are you willing to trade? It's just everyone wants more and more. It's <laughs> like the amount of shit I look around in my house is just like, man,
1: I have a lot of things. Yeah, I was gonna hit you on that trading more and more, and use that as a segue. <laughs> Why don't we? Yeah stonks let's talk about stonks everyone diamond hands dude like i think the last few weeks i mean i've only been following it kind of on the outside looking in Mm -hmm. um i mean i don't know if you participated in this yeah i bought the hype come on i'm not (laughs) uh i had
0: that fomo kicking in but like i had I I I wasn't as crazy as some of these people putting in like 10k or their entire life savings in this yeah. shit. Because I know I'm just like, you know what? I'll just I got a couple hundred bucks here. Let's let's just throw it in. Let's see what it is. Um,
1: so let's tell people what it's all about. This whole Wall Street bets um, th- uh, forum on Reddit. There's a whole short squeeze going on on GameStop. So. Anyone who doesn't know what game game I think I said GameStop. GameStop. Uh, it is a retail brick and mortar video game store. EG games that operates in strip malls and shopping malls, which are mostly closed. Um, it's basically the blockbuster of stores right now. Um,
0: yeah, a lot of things would be working against it, right? Like, you have a lot of these consoles, newer consoles these days coming out with Disless uh, diskless uh, where you just download the game onto its hard yeah, drive. Yeah,
1: there's Steam. Uh, there's all sorts of mobile and, and online games where you don't you have got to, to Google. buy media. Yeah. Uh, there's Google. Stadia is not doing that well, but that's mm-hmm. another topic for another day. I still haven't touched <laughs> the one that I got <laughs> for free. Um <laughs> But the whole okay. So GameStop as a company, the, their mo- business model is not looking good financially. Not looking good. I think they they filed for bankruptcy. Uh, little, was it last year or the year before? I don't, forget when. Um, not looking good. Um, a darling to these hedge funds because you know they knew the outlook wasn't looking good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they they do this thing called shorting. And I may be butchering the explanation a little bit, but basically basically, you're selling borrowed stock and you're replace, repurchasing it in the future and you're looking to make a profit on that. So you're hoping the stock's going to go down and then you're repurchasing and, and uh, pay it back with that lower price and you make a profit on the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but these hedge funds do it at such a large scale, right? I mean, they're making a lot, tons of money off it. Um, some people took notice. I like get the Reddit Wall Street bets. People took notice. I, I don't even remember. I don't even know how it all started. I'm sure there's going to be a you know made for TV movie about it at some point that'll fill me in. Yeah. A few years, but you know they rallied behind it on on Reddit. Got tons of people to kind of counter it. Because what these hedge funds did not want is that stock price to go, go up, right? They were, yep. they were counting on this company failing, putting a bet on it failing. Um, it failed, it did not.
0: Yeah, uh, So it's like a supply and demand thing, right? Because they, they took the stock, say 100 stocks, and it was worth10 dollars at the time to promise in two months' time, we're going to return that hundred stocks to, to you. But they're anticipating it to be, to drop down half the price. Yeah. Five bucks. Yeah. So yeah. they can buy it back, but that would assume normal activity, normal supply of the stock. Yes. And you, and if everyone just hops on and buys the stock and holds onto it. Eventually they're going to have to meet and return the stocks that they borrowed, that they sold. Yeah. That was pretty much it. That's the story of it. And. The price of this stock was it was like fifteen bucks to begin with, jumped all the way to three hundred. I think
1: was it three hundred?
0: Three hundred and fifty. Yeah. I think at one point it was like four nineteen. Um so these guys were shitting themselves. I think they got like some bailout from uh, other hedge funds or other (laughs) financial (laughs) institutions. Um but then fucking some fuckery happened. Mm. Uh isn't it ironic how the fuckery happened with an app called Robinhood.
1: Yes, the sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and I think after that, it's just like they stopped. They wouldn't allow people to buy it, uh, or the Reddit people to buy these stocks, uh, even when they were like three hundred bucks. So they refused to sell. They refused to put to allow people to buy, but they only provided you an option to sell. Yeah. So then people were all friggin' panicking. And today, as of now, it went from 350 last month, last week
1: to down to like 57. Yeah, it's like 53 or something. I just periodically check in on it. Yeah, but this, so, this shit is tanking.
0: It's tanking. I haven't. I I don't have a lot of skin in it. I have some, but it's not like a it's not make or break. I'm not jumping out of a window, uh, for, for this
1: tank. Your house is not but, that tall. You're good. Don't worry.
0: you will live and have to pay those medical bills (laughs) but uh i think yeah there was a couple of other stocks too like amc blackberry nokia at some point it was like beginning of the week there was talk of like silver again all of these are all when you look at it in theory they're correct but the amount of fuckery that's been going on on the hedge fund side, the Robinhood side, has really kind of shown, you know, we're not operating in a real free market. It's definitely not, right? Because um, this isn't even information that's that's confidential. The, the, the fact that these hedge fund uh, has short, uh, put out shorts or whatever, I don't, I don't know what the specific term is. It's public knowledge. <laughs> so yeah. we're, they're using public knowledge to kind of drive it up. Granted, I mean, just because the whole group of people decided that they want to buy this one stock, you can't really say it's kind of collaboration or manipulation of the market. I guess in a sense that it's manipulating, but it's all part of within the rule of the game.
1: Yeah. I don't think any rules were broken, right? Like, uh, you have not the on he- the, not on the Reddit side. Oh no, true, true. You have, you have the hedge fund that is really banking on this company you know, tanking, right? You know, the, they would probably bank on GameStop going out of business, tons of people all over the world losing their jobs. They're really banking and hoping that's going to happen, right? Are they, ethically, um, are they ethically sound to have that position? You have the other side, these, you know, small-time investors, these people who jumped on the hype train. Some of them... You could say, oh, they have malicious intent. They want the hedge funds to pay dearly for um, their their manipulation. Um, but, they're again, they're not breaking the rules. They weren't breaking any rules. Who cares what their intent was, right? Both people <laughs> didn't have kind of a altruistic intent. Um, some people just wanted to jump on, make some money, and hurt the hedge funds at the same time. Um, yeah. I'm sure some people – it was like a Venn diagram. Some people had both uh, intents in mind. Some people had one or the other. The whole thing with the, the Robinhood app and other uh, trading platforms kind of going going dark. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was some crazy, like, scandal to the point where, you know, you have, like, AOC, Ted Cruz, Elizabeth Warren – like Don Jr like everyone is agreeing that all that shit is wrong. And I'm like this is the, one of the craziest political one of the craziest political moments we have witnessed where everyone is just agreeing on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this
0: is like uh, that's why I don't know I I I don't know if anything's going to come out of this aside from a lot of people that are going to be broke as fuck. Um but yeah, like it just shows like once again the media can control one thing. Yes, CNBC always saying like this thing is this thing is over. They're feeding out fake information or fake news trying to scare you have these investor like no retail investors uh people like me and you would be listening to these news and and kind of like being led a certain way and they're telling they're also feeding out and saying like, oh, these subreddit people are wrong. They're not doing, this isn't, this isn't correct. Hell, the SEC is fucking doing an investigation into the subreddit or into that reddit group. They're not doing fucking any investigation into all these hedge funds that are doing. Essentially right now there, there's a lot of theories going on on the reason why the, the price is tanking. They're saying like hedge funds are just buying because all these sub like Reddit people on Wall Street bets are holding the stock. And so if everyone's holding and they're not selling, the only way to kind of change the price is if they sell between them. They'll be like, okay, you know what, we'll just sell between each other, but we'll artificially sell it at a lower price. But then on the market, it just shows up at a lower price. So then it's hopefully we'll kind of, you know, scare a lot of people into thinking it's tanking. Let's get the fuck out of here before we're left holding the bag, you know. And that's one of the theories. I don't know like what it is. I don't know if it's true, but that's part of the theory they're saying. And is that correct? That's that's illegal, right? Because you can't be fucking trading between your hedge fund knowing you're not trading at market value, and your that's that's whole intent is to tank it. That's collusion. Yeah. Um. So the, there's no investigation in that
1: sense. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It is it is a game. I mean, first of all, it's gambling. Um.
0: Just, yeah. People
1: should, okay, <laughs> people should not be investing money that they're not prepared to lose the entirety of. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one thing that you know people need to have in mind always when they're jumping in, in there. I've always been kind of a cautious investor. You know, I did dabble in like the whole like cannabis stock hype train, but you know that shit took off the last three weeks, but yeah. Yeah, made a little bit. I mean that was actually before. I'm, I'm not actually on any trading platforms right now. Um, Mm -hmm. but I found that the whole highly speculative industry wasn't for me. Like you have to be on the ball following that shit all the time because the swings can happen while you're like out at lunch or the swings can happen and you haven't looked at it for a few days. All of a sudden you're you're in the hole. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I found that wasn't for me. Um, but a lot of people now are getting into it for the first time, not understanding the fundamentals and not understanding rule number one. Don't don't invest what you can't afford to lose yeah. um, I don't know how many of these stories are actually true sure there's some success stories people are you know I'm sure people became like millionaires off this or they you know got hundreds of thousands of dollars or they're able to pay off their whole education and all that kind of stuff like there's some probably some good stories out there um, there's also some bad stories and I don't know how how much these stories are actually manufactured uh, yeah. or fake I, I was I was showing Wilson. Uh, GoFundMe today of a guy mm-hmm. who says he lost his entire life savings. Yeah. And like, you know, Wilson called the bluff on that. He's like, this is fake. This is put out Where's by the Where's is, the lost point? Where's the lost point? Screenshot that. This is put out by the hedge funds uh, just to disincentivize dis- uh, dis- people. Um, yeah. It, it, it's kind of a thing where. You know, people got on that hype train. They had the fear of missing out as long as you're safe with it. Um, you know, all the power to you. I really mm-hmm. hope that people didn't kind of lose the shirt off their back from this.
0: I'm sure I'm 100% sure there are, but people that we know of that like, you know, we're friends of no, that's not the case. But when you read some of the stories out there, again, if you're new to trading, let's just say, <laughs> the cute the trump supporters you know they hear about this you can download the app on Robinhood, bam right there it's a free app you can send and transfer money over and you can trade right away why not like you're seeing all these stuff you don't know what's going on hell like me and you we barely know the short game yeah <laughs> we have to read about this shit and we have like a friggin' university degree Yes. And we've taken finance.
1: Yeah. I didn't do too well in finance yet. I have two mortgages. Um, (laughs) but exactly.
0: That's why finance is.
1: You got to be smart with your own personal finances, right? Yeah. Um, there's probably people who went in there, jump on that hype train, start trading on margin too. Mm -hmm. Right. Not even trading with your own money. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean there's some good can come out of it, right? People people who were responsible with it, whether they took a small loss or made like a small gain or a large gain or whatever, now they're they can start to learn the fundamentals and the principles behind investing and actually make smart decisions after all this hype is gone to start to take their own personal finance into their into their own hands and get some financial independence. Um I'm hoping that, that you know this whole thing actually results in more of that.
0: No, there's a lot of people that that's probably out of money. Do you they think can't be that won't be invested for a long
1: time? Do you think we're going to see more of those like ads popping up on TV? Thank God for my financial advisor; they really saved me in a tough spot.
0: I have to say, like, I have a financial advisor, and the guy brings back good return for me, and that shit's like I invest my R's like with with him, and I leave it at that, and that, those are like money that I know I don't want to fuck with.
1: Yeah, that's like, your nest egg for the future, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've had some contact with those financial advisors for, like, Sun Life or whatever. I didn't really use them uh, due to the fees or whatever. I've had good returns. Um, I typically like playing it safe. I get those index funds, load up on yeah. those index funds. Uh, I did the tangerine ETF thing for a little while. While I had um, um, right now, because I was carrying a line of credit, uh, I decided to get out of the, the ETFs, pay down more than half the line of credit because I wanted that interest rate gone. Yeah. Um, now I start to look to the future, right? Uh, for TFSA, now I could start looking at some medium to longer term investments. That I don't have to sit there and manage day to day or week to week. I could just let, the, like, kind of set it and forget it. Yeah. But this whole, like, hype train stuff, I was never quite into it. Like, you guys created your, your, um, your stonks group. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to contribute anything to that. I'm just a, spect- yeah. a spectator. So I may as well just not join. <laughs> it's, well, again, luckily,
0: I'm not the type to throw all the cash in there as well. Just just to buy buy into the hype, it, you know. It's it, I'd be lying if I said it was tempted, but I also know like what the fuck's going on cuz it's not guaranteed money. This shit's never like guaranteed money.
1: No, um, if it was easy everyone would be rolling in dough. Like you got to figure out other ways to secure the bag other than that. But yeah. even even if you want to dabble in it, you got to uh, diversify, right? Yeah. Um, you can't be dumping everything into one stock, which I'm sure, a lot of people sure some people did. <laughs> and yeah, they're um they're not doing too hot right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a lot. Yeah, and they don't understand the whole idea. I think if a lot of people understood within that subreddit group that if as long as you don't sell it, it's not a loss. <laughs> Granted, it's dropping down. It's a lot it's a paper loss, but you know, if you hold but that's beside the point. Is it's just at this point, I, I'm I've gotten pretty tired of looking at this like GameStop thing. <laughs> I don't even care. It's just like, hey, if it tanks and it's all gone, it's all gone. It's not a lot of money. I can live without it. But if it rebounds, it rebounds. But I'm I'm am so sick of seeing it, caring about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, at first cause I was super interested in it. Uh, learned about it. I, I knew I knew I was never going to participate. Yeah, I knew I was only going to watch it, but then I started to get sick of it, and like I went on like these meme sites to like watch some memes, and like every meme was about GameStop, and I'm like, "Fuck, when will the regular memes come back?" I'm so sick of this. Everyone, the memes
0: are all about
1: the cultural relevance at that moment. It is true, but I just wanted that moment to pass because I was I wasn't participating. <laughs> every like meme is about stonks and about GameStop yeah and about like blackberry and Nokia.
0: yeah yeah it's all about rockets and going to the moon and yeah hold. and Uranus.
1: Hold. all the <laughs> hold all the line. Line. Hold,
0: yeah the ape the, <laughs> the plan of the ape memes, yeah, but yeah not, I don't know this your approach is right, it's slow and steady, man,
1: slow and steady Because I, I think you know most uh in most retail investors. I mean, you win some, you lose some, unless you're sitting there like studying those charts every day, it's a, it's an industry that's not highly speculative. And if it is, you're on the ball on like, you know, all the news and all the movements. Mm-hmm. I mean, that gets are, fucking are, are you, really, are you really outperforming like the index funds? Like I'm highly skeptical uh, of anyone being able to really outperform it in the long run.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the ETFs have been proven in the long, long run to be better, uh, smart. That's why, yeah, most of my stuff's on ETF too, right? Like I didn't really buy into individual stocks until, until now. Just, just to play around, just to see. But ETFs the a smarter choice. Like it's like we're fucking running ads right now or something like that. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sp- it. Speaking but of, I just yeah. heard of a podcast. They say just just buy into ETF in the long run, set it and forget it, and then you're you good to go. It
1: may have been Freakonomics. I remember hearing something similar Same. to that effect. Yep. Um, speaking of ads, Robinhood has a Super Bowl ad, and they are going ahead with it <laughs> for the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is not money well spent.
0: Yeah, but I heard also like in subreddit. That people are trying to buy a Super Bowl ad too, <laughs> and then just to say "fuck off" to to Robin Hood.
1: <laughs> I would I would actually enjoy seeing that they <laughs> throw some money at like Beyonce or Lady Gaga to like sing a song about Robin Hood.
0: Well, I mean they they have like two days to kind of come up with this thing. Well, I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, Super Bowl almost got fucked.
1: No, I didn't hear.
0: Because. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahone, which is the Cuba quarterback of uh, Kansas City Chief, went to a barbershop. And I think the barbershop was giving them free haircuts to all these guys. And then the barbershop
1: tested positive for COVID. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That would have, that would have um, fucked everything up. Imagine people like already put down their bets in like the sports betting.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe Tom Brady purposely sent him out there so he can get his sixth ring.
1: Uh, I don't, don't know. Like seventh did,
0: ring. I don't, did, remember, I, did, fuck, I don't even know what, how many Tom, rings
1: Did Tom Brady deflate that barbershop? We want to know. Or we want to know the did truth. He, <laughs> did he cut off the ventilation? Yeah. <laughs> what was in the back of that barbershop? Was Robert Kraft there? <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Wrong team. But, yes. <laughs> but it is in Florida. That's where he did get caught. It is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you want to talk about um, the social media banning people too?
1: Yeah. um, I almost forgot about that whole topic. I'm so tired. Um, But, yeah, in recent weeks, you know, right after the whole, like, Capitol riot, you got Trump being, like, kicked off of Twitter. Um, You got, um, you know, Parler being basically shut out. So they use AWS servers. Amazon's like, "No sir." Um, kick them off of that. I'm not even sure if they're back up running their own servers or if they're just completely dead. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of you know high profile right- wing people who have been banned. Um, the my guy, who is basically like Trump's like business guy, a um, former crack addict, Mike Lindell, uh, he got banned from Twitter too. Yeah. Um. But you know, I'm of the position, and I, you know, my people might think I'm wrong about this. Social media has become kind of like a town square or a town hall. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to any like town meeting. You know, I've been to these condo board meetings. It's an open floor for these fucking nut jobs to just like you know go talk. But at the end of the day, you got to let them talk, right? Yeah. Whether you choose to you know, listen or take their advice or whatever. That's up to you. Um, Yes. Yes, it became dangerous on January 6th. Um, (laughs) But would they have gone down anyways? I mean, they're already in Washington, right? Yeah. I don't know if they needed the, the, the signal from Trump, the dog whistle from Trump to go down. But, you know, I'm of that kind of opinion where I don't I don't think they should have banned those those people at all. And I may not have a very popular opinion.
0: Are you going by the ideal of you know free
1: speech? Yes, free speech and freedom of interpretation as well. Um it's just kind of a sad side effect that there's so many gullible people out there that mm-hmm. you know went down there to cause trouble and to you know people lost their lives over it um but at the same time you know you have news outlets that are still running online like there, there there will be a way for that information to get out there one way or another uh banning someone doesn't necessarily uh become effective in that way like what if this guy wants to run for president again he's banned he has no platform right yeah uh,
0: I don't know my, my feeling on on it is yeah you shouldn't be banning people it's now you're leaving you know the freedom of speech to to companies to kind of manage at this point.
1: I mean they are private companies they can make their own business decisions and um as a part of them operating, if Twitter does not condone what is happening on its platform, it can act. And it is a private company. Um, but fuck, isn't ISIS on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. They also allow pedophilia rings to operate on um, uh, Twitter, like child porn rings to like operate. don't see them cracking down on potential crimes that are happening there. Um, But Trump gaslighting and dog whistling, they had to jump on that and get rid of him. They're private companies. They could do what they want. Um, Josh Hawley, the guy who voted against um, certification or whatever, he lost a book deal uh, with, I forget who was the publisher. But that's a private decision by that Company to not grant him that book deal. Can you really? Yeah. Can you really call it censorship?
0: Yeah, it's just a, it's such a like slippery slope in terms of like who who gets to speak and who you know where people are getting their information. Again, if you're getting your information from Twitter, it's probably not the best place. Like you have to probably do a little bit more reading yourself. Uh, like you said, it's up to like the interpretation of people, right? You no. Know, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not a big fan of Twitter. After you know, early on in Twitter I had an incident where I tweeted something about the Thailand tsunami. I didn't know my my profile was <laughs> was on public, so people would just like randomly see it. I didn't even hashtag anything. But I guess people typed in like Thailand tsunami and my post was most recent and it's in there and someone just gave me shit about it. I don't even remember what I posted. Uh but, anyways, there's, it just, they just said something. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I deleted my Twitter right away. I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't need random ass people t- talking to me on Twitter.
1: That's crazy. Um, it's crazy that you got a response. Sometimes I tweet stuff and I want a response and I can't get one.
0: Are you private?
1: Uh, I am not. Oh.
0: No, but this is like really early on in, in Twitter, like Twitter days yeah. back when I was using a Blackberry, so. That kind of dates how, how far back? Probably like a
1: decade ago. It probably showed from Twitter on BlackBerry under your post.
0: Yeah, I was yeah, vint- pretty
1: hyped about. It. That's vintage, man. Vintage three goals. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I don't. Know. Yeah, I
0: think parlors back up anyways. Uh, they probably have enough support in terms of they can probably use it as a pay service.
1: Yeah, they could spin up their own servers and and do their own hosting. I think that's probably the way that we're heading, you know, because Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos, former CEO, you know, he controls most of the Internet. Yeah. AWS runs like most of the Internet. And you have Facebook doing banning. Facebook is the Internet in some markets, right? There's no like real Internet. So Facebook is used for news, communication and all that kind of stuff. Twitter, Twitter is what it is. Like it's they I mean those services have become so ubiquitous. Those are the public forum. Right now we can't even go outside, really. So Yeah. Um but now we're gonna have are we gonna have now a right wing version of AWS and a right wing version of Facebook. Is that the way we're heading? We're now, you know, you're basically now we're creating these echo chambers. People are gonna find their own people eventually. Right. If, I have my way of
0: it. Even thinking, the way you Google, right? The way you Google search something, the way you ask Google to look up something, it's almost like you already directed and you want an answer to it. Yeah. Cause you know, con- you want the answer you're looking for.
1: Confirmation bias is a real thing, right? If I'm looking up something, I want to find something that confirms my belief. Even if, you know, nine articles counter me, I still want to find that one article that proves proves I'm right. Yeah. And if you're surrounded in an echo chamber of people that have your opinion, then you know, that's all you're gonna see. And that's how that's how you know radicalism starts. You know, I would much rather have the the Trumps of the world on Twitter, for everyone to, everyone to see so everyone can keep that accountable, I mean, how many more of these incidents are you even gonna have? you know knock on wood yeah, you um, know the world has kind of gotten to a crazy place in terms of social media yeah
0: uh, i don't know I don't see anyone talking about you know Biden. And how he's been deporting all these people. Again, it's very it's very biased on one side, right? You're not reporting everything properly. And I don't know if it's just starting with the fact that our upbringing, like a North American upbringing, is always there's only one right answer, and you don't want to be a loser. <laughs> you can't be a loser. That's why, like, even in an argument, you you can't accept you know not accept defeat. You just can't accept someone else's point of view because it's opposing you.
1: Yeah, um, there's a whole thing about acceptable and political discourse that we don't really have. You know, Again, I think it also comes back to the whole identity politics thing in the states as well. And it, again, this conversation comes full circle. We're talking about people's jobs and livelihoods that are being attached to it. Sure, you know, Trump was talking about Mexicans, they're bad hombres, they're rapists and killers, and they're coming up in a caravan. Other people are thinking about oh, shit, these people are gonna come take my job, the illegals. Right? Um There's different reasons why people got behind Trump. There's different reasons why people got behind Brexit. Uh I'm sure not all those reasons were pure. Some of them were just out of pure like you know, national nationalism, white pride, kind of thing. Um, but I don't even know where I'm going with this point. But <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of you know, that world exists. People were jumping on that train for their own for their own reasons. Um, I really don't think this is something that can really be policed in that manner right
0: maybe we just have too much like access to to quote unquote information
1: i mean that is a key difference between you know the time when you know barack obama got elected even before that and like now things are getting you know kind of crazy they're only getting crazier. Like we have no idea what's going to happen next in terms of like, you know, American politics, you know, what's the master plan. You know, is Trump coming back in what form is he coming back? I keep talking about him like he's a dragon ball villain. (laughs) Like what form is he coming back in? It's like, we just finished battling Frieza. Now, you know, we got the cell games coming up,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing though, man, like the internet, uh, I think I've told the story before about how like I used to write articles on it, on, on the internet, like fuck, I was a high school grad, <laughs> just write a fucking article and then someone else out there must have took those article and used the as facts. So, I mean, you, you can't trust everything that's out there.
1: It's kind of like and that's people that, listening to this podcast this this is just our opinion, some people don't know that
0: this is the this is the fine print that we're reading out right now yeah
1: you <laughs> you have to wait until the end of the podcast
0: it's yeah, it's just like how you sign up for all these accounts. you just have to wait until you're one click away, but you have to read all those friggin legal terms. you know one day those those legal terms gonna come and bite us in the ass
1: yeah, and it won't be a situation where they spell it out for you and you can decide to leave. Like Facebook, uh, like WhatsApp and Signal, but.
0: Yeah. I hope everyone jumps on that Signal train, but I know it's, it's a hard transfer over and that's like a completely different topic on another day.
1: Yeah, it is, but I think now's a good time to wrap up. Yep.
0: We should do this sooner. I'm sure there's like sh- shit that comes out and you'll know if I jumped out my window. <laughs> yes. If this, uh, GameStop doesn't bounce back.
1: I think you need to pick a higher place to jump from, but don't do that. Please don't.
0: (laughs) If I, if I buy the dip, I might have to keep John get higher.
1: (laughs) Dig yourself a hole, not just financially. (laughs) (laughs) I'll jump right into it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Save everyone the time, save the funeral costs and everything.
1: (laughs) I'll pour one out for you. Yeah. Pour one out of my dehumidifier. (laughs) See you come and pick it up. All right. All right, man. Uh, All right. right, I'll catch you later, man. Peace.
0: See ya.